0: Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, kayfabers. How's it going? It's your boys, Bryce and Dylan here, and it's time to take you through another deconstruction of one of wrestling's biggest missed opportunities, sort of. Every single Tuesday, we pick a part of wrestling history that didn't turn out too well and then rebook it to make it tolerable, and most of all, to make it make sense. And today is no different. I've set myself a challenge of epic proportions for this episode. But first of all, hello to my co-host Dylan. Dylan, how's it going? Good. Good. <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? We are in a podcast.
1: I mean, this is, this is good, man. <laughs> it's good, you know. It's good.
0: <laughs> this is a kind of cutting-edge insight you're going to be getting through this podcast, folks. Like... <laughs> people, people love the banter between you and me. You know, it's <laughs> so it's... so it's flowing so freely
1: yeah it's this kinda it's of, this is a perfect example of it you know this is the kind of thing you hide out on twitter like check out us you know this is how good we are this is <laughs> me saying good for 20 minutes you know <laughs> how are you that's I, more important you know what i've never been asked that and i wasn't prepared for that
0: question but but i am also good i'm I'm very good see it's just a really good way to answer that question yeah you yeah i used to um, <laughs> I used to work with a guy uh, who he asked him like how's it going and he'd tell you the truth and he's like (laughs) oh this happened last night and it was oh my god like it was the worst thing ever and then this morning this happened and it's like dude I'm just trying to be nice you know yeah you're like just say good yeah just just say good and and, and, um, on reflection your answer of good was appropriate so yeah thank you for that no worries tell you what here's a conversation starter how about um so this is a uh, this is last week now by the time of this episode going out but did you see uh wwe using my otis in the bank story from a couple weeks ago yeah that's yeah how weird was that they're, they're, they're literally what three or four days after the episode was released they're they're, they're turning um otis legitimate for, from his a uh, greco-roman background just like i suggested it's like that's, that's mad um you know vince mcmahon himself is listening, listening to our episodes. I don't know about that. I do know about that. I don't know if Vince McMahon knows what the internet is. I've got I've got the listening statistics right in front of me right now and I've got one <laughs> listener in Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> I, <laughs> Who could it be, Dylan? Who could it be? <laughs> like everybody else is
1: just like, you know, you've got seventeen listeners from Brazil, but like only one has like specifically a name to it and it's like, Oh by the way, Vince McMahon <laughs> and then seven in Venezuela, you know. He's rich enough to have his own like podcast analytic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He wants people to know that he's listening to your shit. So I'm like, oh, thanks, Vince. That's really, that's really, that really helps us out, you know.
0: But uh, all I'm saying, like, is uh, I don't want to like count my chickens before they hatch. But I've got a sneaky feeling that they're going to be using this storyline too when when they see how great it is. So, <laughs> but, yeah. I, 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 are you well? You're well, aren't you? I'm good. You're good. <laughs> Would you say you're feeling particularly spooky today? Yes. How about somewhat ghoulish?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Have you had a strange craving for human brains lately? Yes. Well, have I got the cure for you today, my friend. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about one of the most infamous characters in all of professional wrestling, the ECW Zombie. So. This is a challenge I set myself. It, it was actually it actually came from guesting on a podcast with the the fine lads over at the Sweet Chinwag podcast, which is at Sweet Chinwag on Twitter. There's your plug, lads. Uh, and and they were doing an episode on a uh, WWE C W. So Dylan and I we, we guested on their episode a, a month or so back now. And um, uh, and to bring some to bring some making kayfabe kind of flavor to the podcast, I brought a, a couple of mini- kind of uh, kayfabe creations along with me and um, one of which was the zombie and uh, I told a little kind of five minute story about how to make the zombie a superstar and it was well received and uh, until recently that, that was the end of it but then my, in, in my mind the, my story involving the ECW zombie just started to kind of grow arms and legs and it started to consume me and like eventually I just came to the, the, the decision that I had to do more, I had to I had to make a featured episode of Making Fabe featuring the ECW Zombie, and, and and here we are. So, and by the way, I, I am like uh, some people may be rolling their eyes at the the the, um, the subject of this podcast, but I am very proud of this story that I've come up for the Zombie, and I, I can't wait to tell it. Like, but but uh, tell them before before I begin, I, I wanted to dedicate kind of five or ten minutes of the show to finding out what what, what are your favorite memories of the ECW Zombie.
1: I got so many, man. I remember... You, you've got 10 minutes to fill. Like, just go
0: ahead. Like,
1: I, I okay. won't interrupt
0: you or anything. Just tell me all your favorite memories of ECW Zombie and I'll, I'll be here.
1: Okay. First of all, I think you will interrupt me, but I'm going to... Anyway. I
0: won't interrupt anyone. Hold on a minute. Wait. I'll wait. Okay.
1: I'm going to use these 10 minutes wisely to tell you that I really liked the match between the ECW Zombie and Steve Austin in WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, 17, right? Uh, no, 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 no. The one, um, we like going into the match, you know, Austin was the heel and the zombie was like the baby face. But then during the match, like, you know, the tie kind of, t- it really like that match really made Steve Austin. Pe- people don't give the zombie enough credit for that, you know, but that match really uh, made Steve Austin in the eyes of the people.
0: You're talking yeah. when a zombie got Steve Austin in the sharpshooter, and like, and Steve Austin's got like all the blood over his face, and the mm-hmm. zombie's like, you know, cranking on that sharpshooter, and yeah, that that was a zombie, right? That was powerful. Do you remember that? But like
1: everybody remembers Steve Austin, but they don't remember that it was the ECW zombie that really made that moment. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that's why we're covering him today because he is such a superstar, and he is such a, you know, such a, 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 a an unappreciated. Uh, part of the business like I mean yeah he had that he had that one appearance in ECW he had that you know main event feud with Steve Austin at, at Wrestlemania mm-hmm. Um so you know it's about time he had his own making KFF episode I think so do you remember do you remember the time he body
1: stamped Andre the Giant at Wrestlemania <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that yes, yes. <laughs> that was super cool how cool was that right <laughs> you've never seen it before Although, it had happened before, but not on like such a wide stage, you know
0: i do I do remember that in front of like a, what ninety three thousand people or something, right? And was like, crazy and still, and everyone thinks it was Hulk Hogan, but it wasn't. No no no, it no. Was God ECW no. ECW zombie. Yeah,
1: but Hulk Hogan's yeah. always like rewriting, you know, he's trying to insert himself into everything. Oh, I was part exactly. of the NWO. Oh, I no, it was all the zombie. He's taking credit for the zombie's good
0: work, you know. Exactly. And like do you remember do you remember the first episode of ECW where Hulk Hogan came out um and in the first match and got caned to death by the Sandman? Do you remember that? <laughs> this is a great bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I digress. Uh, we're here to talk about the ECW zombie, and like so, yeah. Should, should we dive into uh, to a little bit of history of the zombie? Um It probably won't take too long, but can if I, you got anything else? I, you want,
1: yeah. Can I just say
0: that I
1: probably share a lot of the uh, sentiments that the the rest of the listeners have, and that I actually can't believe you've made an entire episode about the ECW zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! What one episode? This is part one. Oh. <laughs> this is. A-
0: this is at least a trilogy.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it, it's, it's amazing that you would be able to, to pick somebody and make a good storyline out of it, like the zombie. But I know that, like, you put a lot of work into this. You, like, totally believe in this. So I'm, like, super excited to hear it, you know?
0: Mate, I'm going to blow you away. Like, just, just you wait. Right, do, do, you want, do, do you want me to catch you up on who the zombie was?
1: Yeah, yeah, real. I mean, I, we touched on some of the highlights earlier, but, like, really give me the, the, the deep, dark info right here.
0: Well, I, I'm going to leave out the the WrestleMania main event against Steve Austin. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. out, um, you know, that Andrew the Giant Body Slam because yeah. everyone knows, you know, everyone knows that's what happened with the zombies. So, catch up. So the man behind the character was a fella called Tim Arson. Uh, he was trained to wrestle by Johnny Rods, a, a New York-based wrestler of WBF and NWA fame who he played a big part in training uh, names like the Dudleys, Taz, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Big Cass of a, simi- of a similar vein. <laughs> nice. Big Cass. Classic. <laughs> Tim Arson, he was a dab hand in the U.S. kind of Northeastern indie circuit. And he also made, like, appearances for the Puerto Rico-based World Wrestling Council, where he's a former World Tag Team champion under his real name. On June 12th, 2016, he was called to WWE to job to Matt Stryker on an episode of Heat, uh, again under his real name. The next night, June 13th, he made his WWE television debut under the name that we, oh, know him as, The Zombie. And more on that in a second. But so on the 13th of June 2006, WWE's third brand, ECW, um, which bore an outstandingly similar name to an extreme cult wrestling promotion from the 90s, um, it it made its debut on the Sci-Fi Network, Uh, Sci-Fi Station. is a television station famous for airing shows like Battlestar Galactica, Van Helsing, Z Nation. You know, even one of my personal favorites, Futurama. So. You know, a very science fiction-y genre program, program, hence the name sci-fi. And and rumour has it that the sci-fi executives insisted, I I don't know if you know this, but they they insisted that since WWE ECW uh, it was on a science fiction network, that they should basically be featuring some science fiction-esque characters. So the plan was originally to debut an Alien, but sci-fi, yeah, legit. But, but side by side, they soured on that idea um, quite quickly because aliens were, you know, like their bread and butter, like paranormal shit. So so the decision to debut the ECW zombie was made. I, I, as an aside, as well, do you remember the alien appearing in WWE? Um, well, Ultimate Warrior, he was from like another planet or something, wasn't he? <laughs> it was the Ultimate Warrior. I, I know why you might think that because, you know. Um, or or you know, Sean Stasiak, he was from Planet Stasiak, remember? He was. Uh, I, I Planet Stasia Planet Stasiak was on Earth, wasn't it? Oh, was he Planet Stasiak? Chris Statlander, she's she's from our planet, right?
1: Yeah, but she was not in the WWE.
0: Oh, of course. That's I was, me.
1: I was thinking about Chris Statlander, because she's obviously an alien, but you know, she uh, doesn't work for the WWE.
0: So I I've not got the actual um the episode date. This is uh parts off the top of my head, but on an episode of Raw, I think it was, Vince McMahon's backstage and the alien walks up to him and like um Vince starts like power walking away, doing his old kind of like um, McMahon strut, and the aliens behind him doing the same thing, and like that—that that did happen. It's not just me, um like a Mandela effect or anything. Like that definitely happened at some point. But uh-huh. I'll find it. I'll post it on Twitter. Like just you okay. wait. So the Zombie made his debut to basically universal disdain uh, in the wrestling community. <clears throat> <laughs> um, the general perception of the move at the time was a, a mix between, you know, what the fuck is this? And uh, you've got to be kidding me. It was, of course, the first ever match of the rebirth of ECW with uh, WWE deciding to make a weekly television show after the success of One Night Stand in 05. Uh, so so literally the first wrestler that these ECW fans Got to see competing in a wrestling match is the zombie. So the zombie comes out. He's got kind of like a organ-led music, like spooky stuff. He's got his arms held out in front of him, like a cartoon kind of zombie wood He's he's limping to the ring. He's got like a like a glaikit look in his face. Um, and in fact, glaikit might not be the best word for it for for an international audience. It's a Scottish thing. Do you know what what glaikit means? What what means glaikit? I'm gonna say no. Okay, uh, definitely a bad word to use for an international audience. If you're Scottish, you know what it means. But uh, we we'll use the word um, "we we'll use the word gormless." Like, he's got like a gormless <laughs> expression on his face. So, you know that, uh, yeah. Whatever the zombie looked like, it was gormless. So, but yeah, he grabs a microphone and uh, you know he cuts the promo of his career inside the ring. And uh, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do this justice. So, I'm just going to cut to it in the episode here. <gasps> Right there what the hell is this guy
1: about?
0: <laughs> this is laughable. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> All righty, man, that's- Inspirational. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair-esque. Um, <laughs> let, let me tell you, they, they, they don't make promos like that anymore. <laughs> really don't. So, the crowd, they're in like a stunned silence. Um, if, if, of course, you call a stunned silence like venomous booing. Uh, before the Sandman, uh, our favourite, the Sandman, uh, check mm-hmm. out season two, episode six, I believe, for more on him. He comes out not to enter Sandman, but to generic rock entrance music seven from SmackDown vs. Raw. He comes down in the ring and, like, um, I'll leave the catch up of the match to Brian Alvarez and the July 19th, uh, 2006 Figure Four Weekly. Brian Alvarez says so of course this was Sandman's cue to come out, came the holy living fuck out of the zombie including super stiff cane shots to the face and finished with a white Russian leg sweep for the pin and yeah that was the match um, basically Sandman he comes out and, and, and fucks the ECW zombie up And I'm talking like the most brutal Singapore cane shots Like he didn't give a fuck, he was there to kill the zombie and to this day like in my research, I found out that, believe it or not, there are people online who legitimately believe that the Sandman coming out was a shoot. <laughs> like, they, they think you saw the E.W. Zombie, zombie come out in their first episode and thought, like, you know, fuck this. And came down to the ring and just, like, came to fuck out of Like, yeah, Which might no- not be far from the truth,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, like, nobody stopped them. They're like, yep, yeah, of course. And they
0: played the entrance music as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the camera right on them. Like... Mm-hmm between 2007 and 2014 tim arson would wrestle frequently on the independent circuit as a zombie making appearances for promotions such as victory pro wrestling in new york uh, as well as national wrestling superstars and east coast pro wrestling uh, both in new jersey like, I-, I watched a few of his matches just for research purposes and like like you you'd never believe it by by watching his um his sole appearance on WWE CW, but the guy could go, man, like he wasn't a bad wrestler. He had a cool move set and like, uh, he has enough like charisma to get the crowd going. Like, and, uh, yeah, but, but, but surprisingly the ECW zombie was never seen again in WWE. And to me, like that was so incredibly short sighted. And, uh, I Bryce of the making KFA podcast believe that if WWE tried hard enough, mark my words, they could have made a star, out of the ECW zombie. Now, Dylan, do you have any comments before I go into this uh, rebooking? But Bryce, what could they possibly do
1: to make him a, a viable superstar? I'm glad you asked, Dylan.
0: Here we go. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> All right, strap yourself the fucking in. Like, <laughs> you, you, you may not believe me, but I, I am gonna make a start with the zombie so he- here we fucking go so okay this is how you do it so the-, the very first thing we're gonna do is have the exact same thing happen so like a, a lot of our stories here and not exact not, uh, same thing as it only appears once but the exact same thing as in he gets the fuck kicked out of him by sandman it- a lot of our kind of stories here at making but they-, they try to cling to reality as much as possible uh, and this is no different so the zombie he's still going to come out uh, in the first ever match in WWE's version of ECW. He's still going to drop that pipe bone promo to the crowd and Sandman's still going to come out to his shitty shit music and, and cave his fucking head in. So, like, that—that that is how you kick off the ECW Zombies compelling storyline towards the heavyweight title. So, WWE were on to a winner here and they didn't even know it, basically. I mean, like, as i say like what a great position on the card like you have him kicking off uh in run on your first ever show you mm. clearly got huge things in this guy's future right
1: right and against the guy like the sandman you know legendary ecw um, <laughs> performer you know
0: yeah exactly um but yeah it's it a total shoot that you came out right but of course. yeah anyway i i digress i like I'm starting to get worried, and I'm taking the piss a bit too much. But like, um, like, trust <laughs> me, like this story will work. Like, I promise you, this story okay. is going to work. So, but yeah, that's the first week. So, Sandman fucks him up, goes all all Negan on his ass, and most fans at this stage are thinking, you know, thank God for that. They never want to see the zombie again, and uh, probably for good reasons. So, but the next week, the zombie comes back because that's what zombies do. Y- you can't kill them right? Like, at least not in a, in a PG wrestling program, because well, you can't you uh, can't kill him by
1: hitting him with a candle stick.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's you, not you know how it, you kill.
1: It. You don't kill a zombie. Remember, whenever you played like Resident Evil, yes. you're fucking running around caning uh,
0: zombies over the head. Like that's not how that works at all. Exactly. Like if you watch any zombie movie ever, you know that you kill a zombie by well things that, things that you can't do in a PG wrestling program. So, mm-hmm. but yeah uh, they can't can't kill because he's already the walking days so the very next week on ecw television out wanders the zombie for another match he cuts a promo similar to the one last week you know grunts moans like all that jazz and and he's gonna get interrupted again it doesn't matter by who at this stage to be honest like for the sake of it let's say it's another ecw original Bucket Balls Mahoney. It'll come out and he'll hit him with a chair, do some of his moves, and which once again results in the zombie losing a match in ECW. And and this is a theme we're going to continue for a while. So for five minutes every week, we're going to get the zombie coming out, we're going to get him cutting a promo, and he's going to be getting squashed by somebody much better than him. So like, maybe you get your boy Al Snow coming out to beat him. Like maybe, maybe it's just incredible. Maybe it's Sabu. BB Richards. Uh, or Stevie Richards, exactly. He's got to feature in every meeting K episode. So let's say Stevie Richards.
1: Well he's he's, um, he's our mascot now. I'd much rather have Stevie Richards be the mascot than Visera. Or oh, Reno. Man.
0: You're so wrong. Like Visera is much better than Stevie Richards, but
1: Alright, Visera versus Stevie Richards, book it. I can put that in a oh, poll. Let oh me my god, you. dude, we should play No Mercy. I'll be Stevie Richards and you be Visera. Let's do it. Holy shit, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Alright. We're, we're All doing that. Right. We'll <laughs> book it. Like, there's one of our episodes right there. But basically, so you've got these guys coming out, like and Snow, Justin Incredible, Sabu, Stevie Richards, but there, there's one extremely crucial development that happens week to week. And it's like, so you and I both know the zombies, the guy who came out, grilled like a zombie, and, and got his ass kicked, but through the weeks he starts to evolve. So when he grabs that microphone, yeah, like most of the noise he's coming out of his mouth are these grunts, but he also starts to form actual English words and, and we would keep it simple at first, like something fairly character-esque, like maybe he'll say the word brains or, or match or fans, like just so you can like at least vaguely get um, to terms with what he's speaking about. But eventually, it's going to lead on to each promo ending with him, the zombie, saying the phrase very carefully, like very slowly, but very passionately, zombie win. Now bear that in mind. Zombie win, zombie win. Like it's very chantable, right? Uh-huh. But a- anyway, a- every time when if within a few minutes he'd be hit with some kind of weapon and would be looking up at the lights again. Like this is going to continue until the stage where zombies win and the record in ECW something ludicrous like I don't know zero and fifteen or whatever. But. As as he makes more and more progress with his pre match promos and, and starts to learn more English words and put them into these promos, like the, the fans are are naturally going to start to get behind him because like no no longer is this zombie just an unwanted character on their show. He's he slowly over the weeks he's turning into like a, a lovable loser, and like you know week to week he's going to be getting fan support. So effectively, like effectively, what we're doing here is that we're humanizing the ECW zombie. Like, the reason the fans hated him is because they couldn't connect with him. They had no reason to connect with him. Like, what does a zombie have to offer to them? But if, you, if you're displaying to these fans a character that is developing and growing in front of their very eyes, they're going to like it. Any crowd in the world would eat that up. And it and leads... It leads to me to making the point that the reason that some characters are perhaps like infamous in the world of wrestling are that way because there were 2D fucking monstrosities. Uh, and no personality, no attitude, nothing that reaches out through the TV, like grabs you by the neck and like forces you to watch. So So that that's where we're at. Every week, zombies coming out, he's cutting a promo with more and more English words, ending the promo with zombie wins. And he's getting jobbed out shortly afterwards, but 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 now because there's more than one dimension, thanks to the fan interaction, that there's a vested interest, in he matches every week because he's putting a, I mean he's putting a future position. Like, and everyone loves, you know, everyone. Um, I, I don't know if everyone loves the losing streak gimmick, but you know, everyone wants to get behind the guy who's um who's losing a lot. Like, you remember the reaction Kurt Hawkins got at WrestleMania recently when he won the tag team titles after like a losing streak of like I don't know what it was he got to, but You know, it's something that can catch on. So, if if done right, because his matches are so short, you might even have the fans chanting uh, "Zombie win" throughout the whole bout uh, until um, you know shortly after the ref counts to three and the zombie loses. You know, it's something that I took influence from. I don't know if you remember Baron Corbin in NXT when when he was like when he was cool. But do you remember when Baron was he ever cool? Yeah, he was. He definitely was. Like he had um he had this run in NXT where literally what he would do, he'd come out, he would, like, spend, like, 20 seconds in the room with a guy, hit him with his finisher, and then win. And if I remember right, it got to the stage where the the crowd are, like, counting, like, literally counting the seconds of the match because they know it's going to be a total squash and they know the guy's going to hit the the other, Baron Corbin's going to hit the guy with his finishing move and be done. So they're counting, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, et cetera. And, um, and that, that was... That was um, that's kind of what I took influence from, like um, chatting during the match because it's a short match, and like, you know, it would be a kind of um, a kind of cult s crowd because it's ECW, so you'd think that you know maybe there's a little bit of influence there. So things are going to change, and uh, they're going to change very, very soon. So one week after a, a kind of string of losses, we're going to have the zombie come out, and he's going to fight Nunzio this week, uh, or or little Guido um, in ECW. I, I mainly knew him as Nunzio being an. Um, I know four kids when I was kinda of getting getting watching wrestling that he came in. Nunzio came in as like Jamie Noble's bodyguard or something if I remember right. But I, I think um, I think Nunzio is a great character to help what we're gonna do with the zombie here. Like Nunzio to me always had like excellent like comedy facial expressions. Like it, it, by the way, like did you do you ever see him getting the last ride for Undertaker? probably i've seen a bunch of stuff by Nunzio. i like Nunzio.
1: i think he's really good i think he's kind of underrated you know because he's a smaller guy but uh, yeah. that guy could work you know
0: he definitely could and like um if, if you've not seen him getting a last wave from Undertaker, like um i'll show you it later but he's at the you know the last way, the power bomb kind of finish but like he lifts him up kind of thing mm-hmm. um but and, and it's it, it, when he when he's been lifted up Undertaker's like walking around the ring, and like Nunzio's doing the whole, um, you know, the, the father, of son, and the holy ghost hand gesture kind of thing, like, like the outline of the cross in midair. But and it's just, it's hilarious. But I'll, I'll show you. Um, but okay. yeah, he's, he's a good guy for comedy, he's an incredible seller of moves, and um, you know, he's a guy who's small enough to not be too legitimate a threat. And then overall, like, like you say, just a great performer who's like criminally underappreciated. Like, you don't hear people talk about Nunzio a lot, and mm. uh, you know, that's a shame. Like, I remember, like, watching watching original ecw and he had these kind of freeway matches with like super crazy and tajiri and like just incredible matches like he's such a good worker and and people should appreciate him more uh maybe one day we do a, a making kayfabe on nunzio who knows
1: next week i'm doing that's what i'm doing i'm doing Nunzio next week
0: yeah cool sorted so there we go <laughs> I should, I, next should week. I should make a disclaimer right now i am not doing nunzio next week <laughs> Man, you've got to in the future. What the guarantee the crowd are gonna want some Nunzio love. But
1: Well yeah, we'll we'll pencil that in for, for a future season.
0: Yeah, okay, let's do that. At some point we will do Nunzio. There we go. Yes. Nunzio will be making K mm-hmm. But yeah, a zombie cuts his pre match promo and uh, so but by this point it can almost string sentences together so a saying like He's saying something like, Zombie wins. Zombie must win. Zombie can't keep losing. Tonight, Zombie wins. So Nunzio comes down the ring and, and, and when when the bell rings, he he doesn't go straight for the attack like every other guy before him did. Like, no, he's he's a he's a kinda of cocky, like smarmy heel. He, he knows that the zombies on like the 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 losing streak of all losing streaks and you know, he's truly under the impression that the zombie is not a threat to anyone in ECW, let alone him, you know, a veteran of the ring at this stage. So you're going to have Nunzio come out and he's going to take the piss a bit, you know, maybe Nunzio is like, he's holding his arms out like a, a zombie would, like walking around the ring in big, stupid steps, like rolling his eyes into his skull, like basically mocking the zombie who at this stage, you know, the fans are loving, you know, the fans are, are seeing as a legit baby face. So like all, all the while, you've got these fans and they're chanting. They're chanting during the match. They're chanting zombie win, zombie win, zombie win. Uh, and the zombie is just glaring at this guy. Like, you can see in his face that he hates that he's been mocked. Like, I'm talking I'm talking real emotion. And and you know what? He's had enough. He's had enough of losing. He's had enough of being mocked. And he's not going to let a, a little punk like or take the piss out of him in this moment. It's just kind of too much to bear for him. So... He grabs that little fucker by the neck, he pulls him into a suplex-style kind of hold, and slams him down onto the mat with his finishing move, which we are going to call the Brains Buster. Because a zombie. Is it like so, a power bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off the, the zombie has <laughs> the, the zombie has his first ever win in ecw and the crowd are going they're going fucking insane like he, he's now he's no longer zero and 15 he's, he's one in 15 and he celebrates in the ring like maybe sad comedy you just have don't have noon on move like at all like while he's celebrating like the guy's completely knocked out and that's where you leave things that week but next week we're gonna develop this match into a into a mini kind of feud. So like Nunzio, like Little Guido, whatever you want to call him. He did have a, a quite a famous wrestling faction. Like do, do you remember what they were called?
1: As uh Full Blooded Italians.
0: That's right. FBI, the Full Blood Italians. Well and, Tracy
1: like, Smothers was in it. um he was. yeah either. you're,
0: you're... Big crazy snappers. Um, yeah, recently, unfortunately, um, uh, left his world. But yeah, um, yeah, it's a shame. He's a proper legend. But uh, the the, um, the FBI were in WWE's version of ECW too. Um, not not in as many members as the original ECW, I think. But they had them. Um, they had Tony Mamaluke. They had like Big VO. They had um, Trinity. Um, they Was might John, have any- Johnny the Bull in the FBI. I don't I think remember. You was. Know. Big Vito definitely was, but they had him. Um, they had um who was the big guy? Uh, big Big Guido, they had Big Guido as well. Um Did
1: you say reasons.
0: did you say Big Reno? Big Re- yes, Big Reno, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> but Big Guido, the guy who um who would carry him to the ring on his shoulders Can a post match. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was there at one point. I, I can kinda remember Tracy Smothers being there but in, in that I- incarnation of yeah, the FBI I think- but yeah, I think he was just in the original ECW. It was de- definitely in ECW, definitely ECW, uh, the, the original ECW. But, but anyway, like the FBI, like these guys, they, they've got a bone to pick with a zombie. Next week, Zombie has another one-on-one match with some guy in the roster, and he has the fans, you know, completely behind him now because he's 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 won a match. So, the bell rings. A zombie goes in the attack, but you know seconds later the FBI they're interfering in the match and and they're kicking the They're kicking the fuck at the zombie like they're, they're making a proper beat down and, and and for a while like the zombies fighting back You know every time they slam the zombie onto the mat he, he gets up and comes back at them because that's what zombies do and it gets to the stage where like the FBI are like you know massively frustrated like Nuzio's pissed like you know, he, gets his, um, he gets his cronies to grab the zombie by the arms, and he slaps him a few times, like humiliates him kind of thing, and then he points to the entrance ramp. and He's ordering the FBI to take the zombie backstage. And that's exactly what they're, they're going to do. They're going to drag him by the arms backstage, and, and that's the last we see of them this week. So the FBI, they've taken out the zombie, um, as per orders from Nunzio. So next week... You've got the Nunzio and the FBI in the ring, and they're laughing and they're cutting a promo about what they did to the zombie last week, and it turns out they did much more than just you know kick the guy's ass and drag him backstage. So Nunzio reveals that they did um, you know much more than that to the zombie. He, he asked the camera to you know the camera crew to, to roll the footage, so everyone everyone looks up at the Titantron, and we see a video play of, of what the FBI did to the zombie last week. And the video shows the FBI, so they're, they're driving the zombie out to a kind of um, a woodlandish kind of area in the dead of night. So it's pitch black. Um, you know, they pull the zombie out of the car, and like, what do you know? There's a there's a pre-prepared grave dug six feet deep in the ground. And and, and by this time, they've restrained the zombie by you know tying ropes around him, and, and you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna fucking push zombie into this grave, and they're gonna start burying him alive. Using shovels to, to fill the grave with dirt. So, the, the FBI effectively, they have killed the ECW zombie. So, they buried him alive in some like random woodland area. But, can I just it, interject for one second? Yes, you can. Um,
1: whenever you said that um, the FBI had kidnapped a zombie mm-hmm. and then they were going to tell everybody what they'd done to the zombie, yes. I secretly was hoping that you were going to say that the fbi had been training the zombie how to be an italian so <laughs> the zombie could join the fbi and so you see a montage of them like you know giving him pizza and stuff and um um you know getting ice cream and whatever else it is italians do you know and, but like it's like a little fish out of water story so like he's like what pizza <laughs> like that um, and I'm so glad you didn't do that, but I really for a second. I was like, oh my god If he does say that he's that's a he's a fucking genius <laughs> Oh man, like, I wish I did now. But that, like, would, that there's wouldn't there's have all- made, that would have been serious though, so, and you're doing like a serious
0: gimmick So like, you know, that's the kind I of mean, bullshit I, I would have came up with. <laughs> I mean that's like King Captain Bowler right there, right? Yeah uploaded <laughs> <laughs> blooded Italian zombie <laughs> Uh, so that's not what happens. Um, so yeah, they have buried a zombie alive. So it cuts back to them in the ring, and they're kind of like they're laughing and and high fiving like a you know the, the bastard a bastard heel stable would do. You know, um, the crowd are booing big time. You know, the FBI they just buried their favorite favorite guy alive. And what the hell, you know? So the FBI when they finish celebrating, they, they leave the ring and they start walking up the ramp. Um, But when they get to the top, like the very top of the ramp, another video starts playing. So the crowd falls silent. And it's actually, it's a video of the grave where they buried the ECW zombie under. So the camera, it focuses on the grave, which is being like completely filled with dirt. And then we hear like a, you know, we're getting a bit gimmicky here, but you hear like a crack of thunder and lightning in the background. And then all of a sudden a hand rises up from the dirt. Like, you know, proper old-school zombie movie style. Uh, and the hand, it balls itself into the, in a fist. And a, and soon, with a, a bit of fancy camera work, we're going to see the zombie emerge from the grave that the FBI buried him in. And he is fucking pissed. Like, the crowd go crazy. You know, Nunzio's fucking shitting himself. He immediately orders the FBI to run. And that's what they do. They, they run into the backstage area, crapping their pants, you know. And the video... The video ends with them not there with a zombie saying the phrase zombie win, zombie win, uh, you know, to get the fans chatting. And then he says, zombie destroy FBI. And the show goes off the air. So the next week, and this writes itself. You get the zombie making his return and, and scaring the FBI off. You know they run away from him to prevent harm or to prevent you know getting eaten alive by a fucking zombie. But when they're at a safe distance, Nunzio it makes a challenge to the zombie, and he gets in the microphone and he says, he says, uh, "I've written a little promo for him." So, all right, I can see that you've not taken too kindly to us burying you alive. So what are you going to do about it? Now, I tell you what, next pay per view. We challenge you to a four-on-four match. So myself, Vito, Mamaluke, and, and Big Guido against you. And well, you can't find any partners. It will be only you because it ain't like a zombie is going to find friends, right? We'll see you on Sunday. So so the match is set. It's a zombie and three friends versus the FBI at the night of the pay-per-view. But who does the zombie recruit as his partners? Like The FBI are right. Zombie has no allies in ECW. Um, after all, he's a fucking zombie. People are terrified of him, right? That's what you would think. Uh, at this point, actually, at this point, some of the ECW originals are starting to respect the zombie t- to the point where they're almost endorsing him as one of their own. So like, some of them, some of them are effectively like rallying behind the zombie, and like, and, and there's a reason for it because the zombie, like, eventually, he incorporates like so many of the things that ECW were all about. You know somebody who doesn't fit in with society, like somebody who's willing to go the extra mile to get a win. Somebody who you know takes punishment and, and still comes back fighting. Like you know, he's perfect for ECW now. He is. He is um, being officially endorsed by the ECW originals. So with that in mind, you're going to get free ECW legends immediately signing up for a fight uh, alongside the zombie against the FBI at the next pay per view and. Let's say it's um let's say it's Tommy Dreamer, let's say it's Balls Mahoney, and let's say um it's the guy who was first to fuck up the ECW zombie, the Sandman. And that's the match. You've got a 4v4 match. It's Nunzio, Big Vito, Tony Mamaluke, and Big Guido going up against the zombie. His ECW original buddies, Tommy Dreamer, Balls Mahoney, and the Sandman. And obviously, like, you had the zombie win by oh. hitting Nunzio with a brainsbuster, because he's a zombie. Uh Powerbomb, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the zombie—he's like a competent wrestler in a scored circle. Like, thanks to this, this newfound confidence in himself and his connection with the fans, who are constantly—they're still chanting "Zombie win, Zombie win." And, and there ends that feud. The zombie has over overcome the FBI. So where where do you go from here? By that point, the zombie is is one of the most popular superstars in ECW. Like, who'd have funk it? That the next logical step is to send the guy to the top. You know, he is he is given an ECW World Championship shot. Yeah, he's won two matches, um, three if you count the one by DQ. But he has he has the full backing of his of his ECW friends for this. There's not one person in the locker room with any influence who feels that he's skipping the queue at all. You know, they all know that he's in his prime and he needs to fight for the title now. You know, and they don't mind. Giving up their own title shop opportunities to do it, so I, I don't know. I don't know when you'd make this happen. Um, honestly, like, I, I think ideally you'd have this as in the kind of like part two of the ECW Championship after the the rebirth. You know, after Bobby Lashley vacated it, because like, I don't think ideal opponents for the Zombie would be like Big Show or Lashley or you know <laughs> Vince McFucking Man. Um, but after the title was vacated by Lashley. You have quite a few kind of great champions who who could work with the zombie and you know make it work. There there's champions like um John Morrison, he won it. Um there's Chavo Guerrero, he won it. CM Punk, he won it. So let's just let's just say it's one of those guys. So for funsies like let's say it's Chavo Guerrero versus the zombie for the ECW world title. So so the zombie is it, the biggest babyface in all of ECW now. Like he's he's going up against a, a heelish kind of Chavo Guerrero for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. And, and we're at the pay-per-view, is uh, it's about to happen. But before the zombie walks out to the match, he's pulled aside by by none other than Paul Heyman. Uh and, and this, like this is the last bit of legitimization you need to connect the zombie with the ECW fans. So Paul Heyman, he says to the zombie, he says I didn't want to hire you. I didn't like that you were here. The network executives, they made me bring you in. When you came here, you did not represent ECW. You represented everything the ECW despised. I want you and everyone at home to know that I am not responsible in any way for what you've done here. But you know what? You've made a fan out of them and now you've made a fan out of me. I believe in you. if I was to jump in a time machine and fly back to the early days of ECW, you bet your ass the zombie would be on my roster. I want you to go out there and I want you to destroy Chavo Guerrero and make that heavyweight championship yours. You've earned this moment, zombie. Now go and take it. So the zombie goes out there. He's got the zombie win chance, fill in the building, and he fucking beats Chavo Guerrero and captures the ECW heavyweight championship. You know, he's won... He's won the big one and he's come over so many roadblocks to get there and the crowd, they're going shit for the zombie. And they didn't believe he'd actually do it. Maybe you get some of the ECW originals come out and they put him on their shoulder to celebrate as the show goes off the air. And in conclusion to my story, the infamous, once despised and ridiculed ECW zombie is now your ECW heavyweight champion. Okay, And that's it. All right. That, that was the longest k kayfabe bowler ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did a. Th- there's a lot, lot, lot going on in that story, which I liked. Mm. I liked the the original kind of build up, like the, you know, it's a classic babyface thing, like you said, the kind of like losing streak that ends up like winning over the crowd. You know what I mean? Mm. That kind of thing. You know, it's it's time tested. It works. And it makes sense, especially for an entity like the zombie that, you know, people just didn't dig at the time. But you give them a little bit more time, a little bit more exposure like that. You know, we kind of drip feed it. Don't force it. But you give it to them like a little bit, week by week. People start to dig it. They were like, oh, you know, they like you said, they start to feel empathy for the guy. Uh, also, I do like how you, you uh, use the FBI, you know, that's uh, like you said, a group that, you know, maybe don't get enough respect. I like the Paul Heyman touch. That little bit at the end, I'm like, that's a nice touch. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very good. I like that.
0: My, my kind of point of doing this was like, um, so I've done the whole thing with Sweet Jim Wag, but like, my thinking here is that like, if you give them a good story, you can make anyone a star. And like, well,
1: well like here's got,
0: the thing, yeah.
1: right? You know, I I bet some people listening right now are gonna say, who's gonna buy that? Like, who would buy? Who would believe that a zombie, an ECW zombie? would end up being like the ECW champion, right? Which, it seems like a fair criticism, until you remember that a guy called The Fiend was yeah. the WWE champion, like, what, last, this year? Yeah. So, like, you know, he's just some scary-ass fucking monster, and everybody just goes along with that, you know what I mean? There's a guy called The Undertaker, who is literally dead. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like You <laughs> might have heard of him. <laughs> he's He's one of the most famous... WWE superstars of all time, yeah, so like you like, know, yeah. wrestling always has a little pinch of salt with it. So like this could totally make sense, you know, it could totally happen.
0: Yeah, and it could, and like um, like I say, like um, the zombie Tim Arson, he wasn't that bad a wrestler, and like, like he, he certainly could have played the role. I think, and like uh, you know, like I say, if if you give someone a story, you can make a star of anyone, which you know, and to this day, um, you know, WWE are terrible at making stars like mm-hmm. you know they're constantly digging into the past to to bring back you know guys like edge they're not that it's a bad thing i like edge but you know you know what i mean like guys in the past like edge and lesnar and um you know all, all these guys who were like uh, go Gold, fucking goldberg's perfect example there we go yes. you know bring it back him to uh squash the fiend kind of thing but mm-hmm. and then they've, they've just made no stars and like you know my, my 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 point is like yeah you could take anyone and make them a star and WWE just haven't done that and like they've got all the tools in the world to do it they've got a a writing team you know um you know twenty thirty people in their fucking writing team who can't come up with a good story for anyone and uh, yes. Yeah, I don't want to say it's a shame that ECW Zombie didn't get his day in the sunlight, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, just... it's something that could have happened. It's something that could have happened, and um, I kind of set this as a challenge to myself, and, like, as I was writing it, I just, like, got more and more and more enthusiastic with it, and I was like, fucking hell, this, this could work, like, you know? So, yeah,
1: like, it was just yeah. a fun little storyline with a fun character, you know? Like, people they always say that these days, you know, the, the believability of wrestling has apparently diminished, so, like, it's all about having fun, right? And that's a fun character people can enjoy. So exactly. That, a that doesn't have yeah. to be William Regal versus Finish Finley. You know, it's just it's yeah. just a fun storyline.
0: It's a power cleanser. You know, it's yeah. a power cleanser from like the kind of more serious wrestling stuff, and it's even it's even a power cleanser for making kayfabe. You know, because like yeah. you know, we've got storylines and retribution and Otis and all the rest. But you know, why not the zombie? Why not just a uh, a little bit of zombie? So, uh, do do you fancy a little bit of kayfabe tombola, my friends?
1: Well, if you say so. I do say so. Well then, yes.
0: And, and this is um so this is quite a, a special K Fave because um it's our first ever entirely fan submitted Kfabe Tombola. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you, you better say shit. Um no, it was really good actually, but one of our listeners, Jay, um, he emailed us recently with wrestlers and subjects for the game and, and, and those are exactly um what we're gonna use today. Like, isn't that cool? Well
1: tell other people how they can do the same thing.
0: Well, we, we will, yeah, you, you can, um, if you do want to, um, if you want to give us uh, suggestions for, for um, Kayfabe thimbola, you can email us at makingkayfabe at gmail.com, or you can um, you know, tweet us uh, making at kpape on Twitter, or send us a DM or whatever, but yeah, it, it, if this is your first time listening, in this game, I have four wrestlers and four situations in front of me, numbered one to four, and lettered A to D. My best friend Dylan here. This Irish fella. He's gonna he's gonna give me a number letter combination, and uh, with the matching wrestler and situation, he's gonna have sixty seconds to come up with an excellent storyline which which meets those parameters. And uh, yeah, it's often a a complete disaster, but you know we love it. Um, so Dylan, in in your own time, could you please give me your best number letter combination?
1: Am I really your best friend?
0: No, it's all for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh. outside of this podcast we never talk <laughs> you're,
1: you're such a sweetheart you know that all right <laughs> give me two give me the old
0: shakespeare give me two be to be or not to be okay uh so um all right, one thing i wanted to mention actually just um I've got up My notes here to shout out um, Andy McEwen on Twitter, who um, who made some some interesting fan art uh, from K. P. Timbola on our Otis episodes, featuring the Great Kali holding a a, a massive train ticket and uh, wearing the the Thomas the Tank Engine cap. So yeah, that that was really cool.
1: <laughs> I dig that. Uh, I love that. The Great oh, Kali so being cool. obsessed with trains. It's
0: beautiful. It's great. It's our first ever fan art. <laughs> so, and our last ever fan art. And maybe our last yeah, But yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, but thank, andy, thank you very much to the guy who made it though that was
0: awesome yes it's andy andy and um he's actually a he's a filmmaker as well you can, you can check out his uh his short film the grayness of autumn on facebook sorry on youtube sorry it is really good um it's a real kind of a uh, gut-punching like um dark comedy uh, it's based in scotland with a, a Glaswegian stuffed ostrich go go check it out it's brilliant it's a really cool story but anyway let's see who you got um or um who who didn't get first to to increase the drama so you gave me 2b right Mm -hmm. all right so you could have had stardust okay you didn't get him no you could have had orlando jordan (laughs) why have you never thought of orlando jordan for this who has ever thought of Orlando Jordan, to be fair? He would be... I've never thought, like,
1: he... You know, sometimes you struggle to come up with wrestlers for this. I've never... Oh, man. Well, that shows you just
0: exactly what people think of Orlando Jordan, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, he is, like, um... He is the most random wrestler, I think. Like, you think of, if you think of a random wrestler, one of them is Orlando Jordan, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so, you didn't get Orlando Jordan. Okay. You could have had... Big Vito. Believe it or not, <laughs> he's also featured in this episode. But you didn't get him either
1: okay
0: who you did get you ready for this no you did get adam rose oh okay yeah you remember
1: adam rose i used to i loved adam rose i thought he was great yeah
0: he had the party um people Mm -hmm. i I forgot what what did you call them they had a name for them or something but the rose buds the rose buds that's what it was not not the party people what (laughs) i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna do adam rose next week all right, perfect. I should so, just make a disclaimer. Definitely not. Do I'm <laughs> <laughs> I might though. That's a good one. I might do him at some point.
0: He could. He could went far. It was really. Um, if you watch him in NXT, he was really good. Um, yeah, you know, and just he, he, kind of like, like, like so many people before him, he went to the main roster, and he, um, uh, you know, he just done nothing, unfortunately. So uh, he had like a bunny or something. Well, no, right. I'm gonna do something with him. Do you want to know what the situations are? You can do something from right now, because you have chosen Adam Rose. And your situations that you didn't get is... Are, sorry. (laughs) So what you didn't get was is revealed to be the child of the Undertaker. You didn't get that. Alright. What you also didn't get was joins Retribution and attempts to take the group over. (laughs) You didn't Mm -hmm. get that. (laughs) You didn't get... Goes on a five-year winning streak, but never actually wins by pinfall or submission. Oh, I love that one. You didn't get it. It's a good one, but you didn't get it. I've got to tell you, my friend, this is what you got. You got Adam Rose leads an invasion of AEW.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So he, he's in the WWE and he's env- he's bringing a group to invade Oli Wrestling the way... DX did to WCW, something like that. Hey, badly, like, I'm. I'm. This isn't McIntyre. Like, you
0: can. You I'm can just, do whatever you want, my friend. I'm just
1: getting like, it clear. So I mean, like he, he's in another company
0: and he's invading all elite wrestling. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, all, all, all I've got written down is leads an in invasion of AEW. So, like, it could be that. It could be him just uh, doing it himself. It could be, yeah. I don't want the way. The I mean, the way it's free is like it's either that or
1: he's in AEW and he's doing an invasion. You know, AEW Invasion to another company, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it then. Wait, wait, wait.
0: okay. Hang on. Let me... No. All right.
1: I got this. I got this.
0: All right. Adam Rose leads an invasion of AEW. Dylan, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. I'm going to count you down. Three, two,
1: one, go! So AEW is All Elite Wrestling, it's a company owned by Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan and all the other friends. And Adam Rose wants to be part of All Elite Wrestling, but they won't let him in. So he's like, fuck, I'll just make an invasion." but I don't have a company of my own. I know, I'll make one. So Adam Rose makes the Rosebud Wrestling Federation, the (laughs) RWF. And he gets all his Rosebud friends and the bunny and um, a dog and, you know, a guy shoots fire at his mouth and other people the zombie <laughs> it's a zombie and uh, the Greek LAE and he's like right this is it we're gonna go and attack all the wrestling so one day they show all their shows on the internet because they couldn't get a network for the Rosebud Wrestling Federation obviously so they do it all on Twitch and then one day they live stream themselves like attacking all the wrestling headquarters They're like we're doing the vision. give us a job but like why would they give Adam Rose a job or the Greek LAE or the fire guy um and then um, Tony Khan comes out and sees them. He's like, "You know what? I like your hotspot, guys. The contracts for everybody. You get a contract. You get a contract. Everybody gets a contract, except the fire guy. He was kind of weird." And then, is that it? What's that bilip noise? Is that
0: it? Uh, that's probably the end of your timer. Maybe, yeah. But <laughs> so they get so they get the contract. They uh, get the contract. That's good. I like that. That, that was a uh, that was good improv there. I, I was thinking um, there was a couple of things as well. You know, there is already a bunny in uh, AEW. I do know this, yes. Um, yeah. Bunny but versus a bunny. Di-
1: it's a different bunny.
0: He's definitely a different bunny, but yeah, yeah it could be. That would be great if the bunny, bunny versus evil bunny.
1: If, the, if Adam Rose's bunny took the, like, the head off and it was the bunny underneath. So the bunny unmasks and it's the bunny.
0: <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, you very much. <laughs> I was just thinking
0: as well, have you seen Adam Rose recently? Like, you seen what he looks He's- like?
1: Yeah, he's fucking jacked as shit, dude. He's
0: fucking huge, yeah. He's like, he'd be, uh, he actually would be perfect for AEW, like, to come in and, like, reinvent himself as this, you know, fucking tank. Like, and he's got him. Only if he's tagging with the Great Cali. Only if he, and the Bunny. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Have you, um, he used to have this character in NXT, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it was like, um, it was Leo Kruger. Leo Kruger, he's got the South African accent, and he's cutting these kind of insane, psychopathic kind of promos, and like, he was really good, um, right, dude? That's shame. Was awesome, yeah. Good, good, good choice, G. But yeah, Dan Rose is a great choice. That's the episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. The zombies, maybe um, a slightly uh, out there kind of character, but you know, he's. I had a bloody blast writing him and and recording that. So. We've got uh, we've got three more episodes until we till we wrap up season two, which will finish officially on the fifteenth of December. But fear not, we've got some pretty cool bonus content planned uh, to entertain you over the kind of Christmas, New Year kind of period. Uh, with season three making a comeback in mid January, but we'll give you more details on that soon because like like I said, you know, there's still three, three stellar episodes to come in season two, including Dylan's takes on Adam Rose and Inzio, which are definitely coming hmm uh <laughs> you, you can tweet us at making kayfabe on twitter you can email us at making kayfabe gmail.com tell us what you think is this the best zombie rebooking ever in fact it's... don't don't tell us that we already know what it is but yeah. but g- give us your feedback guys like follow us like take take part in our posts and our polls we put up and, and tell your friends about us L- let's keep that momentum going like if you want to be j- like jay from earlier and get your own KF Timboli featured just send for your selections via, uh, like I said, a DM on Twitter or or email us. Uh, once again, it's um, uh, makingkfabe at gmail.com or at makingkfabe on Twitter. And uh, oh, and, and do, do leave, leave us a review on, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, it really does make a huge difference, guys. Uh, and also, most importantly, it makes us feel nice and warm inside. Uh, and let me tell you, it's almost fucking December. It's cold here in Scotland and we need to feel warm inside. So anyway...
1: Uh, yeah follow us on YouTube as well subscribe and uh, like the videos we're on YouTube as well and um, so a lot of people you know listen to their stuff on YouTube too so that's an option if you want to go there as well yeah that's a good other stuff as well. I said
0: yeah we have YouTube like we're on every podcast app like you're, you're listening to us on our podcast apps, so you probably know this but uh, we're on YouTube as well subscribe to us uh, we're trying to build um, a, bit, a bit of a following there as well and uh, you know, we might have some cool content going up going up there soon as well so but yeah Thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll catch you next week where Dylan will be taking the reins and making a little K-Pave himself. Uh, Take care everyone.